0: entering the galactic age and not taking your life so freaking seriously what is up brother welcome back to another episode of consciousness and leadership the podcast for truth seeking souls i am your facilitator and your brother in arms ghost cat blood also known by the name my parents gifted me spencer raymond madden and I am really excited to be diving into a, another conscious conversation. You love them. Uh, I am getting tons of emails, great feedback on Insta at New Earth Masculine. Both these conversations that have been coming out with super potent as fuck masculine leaders bringing forth the new earth. And today is absolutely no exception. I am honored to be bringing on Flo Karuna, who has... Um, interestingly come into my field in the last month and um, very synchronistically we connected on Instagram we're actually going to be living in the same vortex area in the next little while so I'm excited because this conversation is really the first time we've connected um, over voice and had a conversation other than on um, voice notes on Instagram so lots of potent medicine We can feel it coming through right now. So without further ado, I want to welcome you flow to consciousness and leadership. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, it's an absolute honor. Thank you for having me. And it's great to be connecting with a divine brother in these, you know, these times where it's important we come together. So I'm, I'm very honored to be here.
0: Awesome. Yes. We're super, super pumped. Now, I know there's lots we can talk about. I know there's a few things that are hot on your heart. And um, I'd love to just preface, if you can just share with the brother out there who's listening, the two minute synopsis, if you will, of, you know, what is your mission? What are you bringing forward? Um, And what are you most looking forward to in 2021?
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, let's just begin. I'll introduce myself. My name is Flo Karuna. I go by the spirit animal name of Blue Jaguar. Um, I'm I'm a traveler of faith, been on this earthly incarnation, you know, just trying to unfold and decode the facts in front of me and come back to my greatest soul truth. And that quest, which I believe we all share as brothers and humans on this plane has guided me to a lot of travels. You know, I started... I was blessed with the opportunity to to travel the globe and it started with, you know, leaving behind my old self, which is oftentimes, you know, many of us are holding on to our old self and I was holding on to that old self that was programmed in me from being born into this earth, you know, to chase money, to to let my ego control me. And at that time I was running a, a men's stress shirt business and and yeah, just following what society told me to do. And I just, things weren't feeling right in my, in my field. I started to question myself, question my reality. And those questions led me to meditation, led me to Vipassana retreats and where I got the opportunity to clear my mind and really start fresh, start fresh with this opportunity of life. Like how, how do I want to live my life? So when I had that fresh start, I decided, you know, I'm here to serve Mother Earth, you know, and that's what my mission is all about, serving our planet, serving our beautiful divine Earth that gives so much to us. And, you know, I go by the artist name Nature Flow because, you know, my friends started to call me nature because I was spending so much time in the woods. So my mission is to, to bring the collective back to the Earth, bring the collective back to the animals, the elements and rethread that indigenous wisdom fused with that galactic information that's coming down in the heart space that is ourselves and find that balance you know because in in spirituality many can either gravitate to one end of the spectrum but my personal mission is to bring all these factors together and into integration in the human self so that's a little about my mission. There's a lot to me. I have a lot of sub missions, but I'll just keep it short for now. And this is where the heart of the, I I believe the future masculine is It's serving Mother Earth. And you, you seem like that too, Spencer. So I'm just honored to be connecting on this space and yeah, share some medicine and let's all grow together today.
0: Boom. I absolutely love that. I knew we'd be kicking off coming in with, um, you know, that that beautiful flow. And here we are. I loved what you said about um, merging or I like to say synergizing that really deep Earth knowledge feet grounded, but also having that deep, sacred connection to the stars, whatever that looks like, you know, whether it's Pleiadians and really into the galactic stuff that I know you bring through or simply just that connection to knowing that we are, you know, we're, we're, we're source energy. Like we're a piece of the divine, a droplet of the divine having this human manifestation. And I agree I've often seen, you know, especially prior to the solstice, this, a lot of people either saying, Hey, like I'm getting my medicine from the earth and that's it. And not exploring, you know, the woo woo, the star stuff. And then you see some people so other so other far on the other spectrum where they're they're missing that point of life and the you know the five you know the five D like the senses you can actually touch the table in front of you you can kiss someone you can experience those senses so I absolutely mm. love that you're bringing through that right off the get go so my question for you flow on that on that line of flowing is like what gets people caught up you know, too far on, on one end of the spectrum or the other, either too far into the earth or too, you know, too far with the heads in the clouds and not bringing that balance. I'd love to hear your take on that.
1: So amazing question. And, you know, just from feeling out the surroundings, the environment and, and going into my own experience in life, I feel that, you know, When we learn new aspects of ourselves, it's easy for our egos to cling on to identity. You know, we, we enter into this like new part of our lives and perhaps we're getting a lot of galactic information. For example, uh, when we get this information, the tendency of, I guess, the mind, the ego is to cling on and hold tight onto this identity. And this identity clinging keeps us trapped. You know we could we could be going down the most beautiful path in the universe getting the most divine knowledge but it can be sabotage through grasping onto it and clinging onto it and you know i'm I'm an old tibetan soul and you know the tibetan way of living is detachment so I, i feel for one whatever avenue we explore in this in this grand universe we have to have some level of detachment, or we could we could lose ourselves into an identity into a faction into a concept. And we see this happening. All throughout the board, you see it happen in politics, see it happen in religion, and it happens even in spirituality. So it's imperative that, you know, we enter these fields with openness and not to cling to tightly because we are such infinite vast souls and we are constantly evolving you know i i can't speak for your journey but i'm pretty sure it's, you have some similarities it's like there's been so much death and rebirth in this lifetime you know i've i've been through i've been through certain avenues where i went down the buddhist pathway went down the indigenous pathway went down the shamanic went down the galactic and if i were to have just stuck with one category it would have stunted my evolution and there's so much beauty to to the listeners out there so much beauty to staying open and knowing we are we are beyond the information that we're receiving and and that's just how i how i roll you know maybe it's that water medicine that i carry mm-hmm. but uh you know the water is just constantly shifting forms you know it evaporates and it goes into the sky and it rains down it could be ice it could be flow it, it could be many factors but to not get too caught up in that current state because at the end of the day everything is changing and so are we you know like even in this conversation right now me and you are gonna grow together and evolve and our science backs it up you know we look at our how our cells are regenerating every moment. And it, it takes me back to that proverb, you know, each time you step in a river, it's a different river. And I, I, I believe I try to instill that sort of mentality. And I think that's a good mentality to live by. Just, it's, Life is constantly renewing, every breath for renewing. And being in that flow state kind of allows me to not get too caught up in any particular avenue and blend them together. And I feel that's the medicine that our planet is needing right now and we are we are entering, which is, you know, we're taking many traditions, we're learning to live together as a collective, you know, all the ancient knowledge from all four corners are coming together. And here we find ourselves in this new culture where we have every color of the rainbow living together. And we're trying to harmonize. And that harmony comes through, you know, honoring each culture, but also being open to learning from each culture. And it's like walking with a staff of confidence and a humble heart, as I like to say. So um, I hope that kind of answers your question, at least from my perspective. But I would also like to hear what are your thoughts on that?
0: hmm. Yeah, a lot, lots of beautiful, beautiful medicine in there. Um, I will answer that. But I want to keep on on something that's been coming through right now. Sure. And you mentioned, you know, we have this, this, this culture of this harmonizing right now from the four corners of the earth, people are changing all of these, you know, these galactic things are coming in. I'd love to know from you, like, what do you feel are some of those you know, those, those challenges or rephrases opportunities that are are awaiting humanity right now to harmonize, because we have all of this old programming that we've been shedding, you know, the war programming, the terror programming, um, the rape programming, you know, the some of the masculine toxic masculine programming, like, what are some of these, these, these things that we're going to have to move through or flow through and around as a collective in order to anchor in this new earth.
1: Hmm. Once again, amazing question. Well, you know, what's coming down once again is, you know, Albert Einstein, I'm going to paraphrase the quote, but we have to enter into a level of consciousness where we're not identified with just ourselves, but we're identified with the collective. Hmm. And I feel that's where all the foundational work begins with humankind, where it's, you know, we've, we've developed these strong identities with who we are, and we're kind of our worst enemy in that regard. You know, we hold on tight to how life is supposed to be. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to make a certain amount of income. I'm supposed to do a certain sort of lifestyle, and I'm supposed to live my life in a unique way. And right now, you know, in this in this COVID time for witnessing the death of many of these outdated programs, as you said, and ways of living right now. And to answer your question, I feel what we what we need in order to flow is to be accept death. You know, it's mm. death is such a part of life, you know, just sitting in Mother Earth and watching her how she operates. She she's constantly dying and being reborn. You know, we enter we're in the winter now in the northern hemisphere. And we're in a time of death. And Mother Earth doesn't resist death, you know, she accepts death and that allows her to carry on. So I feel it's so imperative that humankind understands the concept of death in not an ignorant way that you know that we're going to disappear or never like when death comes nothing goes on but really death is just a chapter in a grand storybook of the universe and when we begin to see like this this life in that sort of way this is just another chapter i mean there's been so many chapters even if you look at like the current history that they teach in our schools which you know I have some I raise some eyebrows too. but just looking at that there's been so
0: many... <laughs> <laughs> I, I raised some eyebrows too that's one way of putting it Yeah, put that on an Instagram quote
1: <laughs> but you know like even just looking at the different cycles we've been through it's like life goes on and this the situation we find ourselves in is no different. And my prayer is humankind can can really understand the concept of death from an avenue of wisdom. Because when we could access this concept that's just which is a natural, it's like it's gonna happen to everybody <laughs> when you enter this at least in your incarnation, it's gonna happen. We might as well instead of push it aside as scary dive into it and understand it because there's so much medicine from, from receiving the information of death and it all, and it makes you live your life more, more alive, paradox, paradoxically. And that's, what's been happening with me right now. It's, you know, I'm going through some part of me is going through a, a cycle of death and I've been through it so many times that I embrace it now. I embrace it because I know when I shed my leaves, new new plants can come into my my surroundings. And if you only knew the power of death, and I implore you know anyone to to meditate on that topic. When I, when I started my when I started my journey, you know I just would dive into meditation. The concept of death always stayed in my meditational awareness, not from anyone guiding me. It just would happen and that allowed me to flow i now that i think back to this time and you know i call myself nature flow that concept of death and eradicating the fear and understanding its true infinite potential allowed me to flow with grace in this universe and know i'm constantly and we're constantly changing so embrace death where you are no it's not the end but it's just the end of a cycle and a new beginning and I know that's happening with many individuals right now and that's why there's all these emotions depression mental health issues but if you could just accept the current situation you know acceptance is a huge part of learning how to die because you're not resisting and when we get to that acceptance level we could actually see the present moment for what it is rather than being our minds of what we wish it was or what we hope it was kind of not in a grounded place without the acceptance. And through this acceptance, we can begin to explore ourselves and explore where we are going, explore where you are going. And there's so much great potential. That's when it gets exciting. You know, we've, we've seen the destruction of our time. We've seen the war We've seen the poverty. We've seen a lack of compassion in our leaders. And perhaps death can be a beautiful way to enter this new chapter that we're co-creating right now. You know, like this podcast is a perfect example of this co-creation of the new earth. And we, we just need, we need more of this. We need more creativity. We need more art. We need more expression, and we need ind- we need individuals to take a risk. We need them to take a risk by following your heart. And every time we take this risk and fo- by following our heart, we plant a new seed for the new earth. We plant a new vision. We plant a new idea. And the new earth starts with us. You know, I I don't think there's any givens. Even though I believe from an astrological level, we're entering a new season and things are going to change, but we still are conduits of spirit and we still have to put in the grounded work and speak maybe when we have to speak or do the actions when we have to do them in order to facilitate this new planet. And what this new planet looks like is, well, starting from the masculine, to me, all the information I get on the the divine masculine is a grounded man who is in his heart it's all to simplify grounded man who is in his heart. And you know, that groundedness gives you like your masculine strength, your, your power, your ability to handle storms, like a, like a mountain, but that being in your heart allows you to have compassion, listen, be humble, be in servitude, serve the planet, come to community And it's just such a beautiful fusing of strength and love that I see in the new brothers, such as yourself. You could, I could just feel these beings when they, when they speak to me and I have so much um, hope, hope and optimism for where our planet is headed. And, and, you know, there's many beautiful men on this earth and I'm, I'm looking forward to these, these new brothers to continue their rising and and for us to grow together in a new way for like the time of the lone wolf man is over. You know, we're we're in the pack now. And it's imperative that we work together, we come in circle and we change the narrative of the masculine. And I believe that's happening. Sorry, kind of went on a little tangent (laughs) there.
0: Uh, Yeah, when when you were speaking there, it was just, it's such a good, it's such a good presence practice for me when it comes to these, these, these podcasts and interviews where, you know, I I really provide this platform for these divine masculine leaders to share, where there's probably about three or four times in there where I feel like we could have gone on down that rabbit hole about whether it was about death or the grounded man, but it's, it's great to for me to just be able to, you know, sit back and, absorb the wisdom that's coming through without that you know 3D feeling like I need to jump in to take things in in a different direction so I, that's one thing I absolutely love about these podcasts. So we ended up on this beautiful spot talking about um, the grounded man in his heart which I think is is really potent. And what was coming through around this is I'd love to hear your your your, your truth about you know, that co mingling of the masculine and the feminine, you know, the creative and then the grounded, you know, men in a pack. Like, how does, how does like the divine feminine fit into this grounded man in your view?
1: Well, uh, I just to, for clarification, are we speaking more internally or externally?
0: you know, I think let's, let's, let's talk about both because this, this is a topic that I know I get a lot of questions on. So let's start with the internally and then let's, I'd love to hear externally as well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I love, I love this conversation, um, because, you know, I've had to just taking it back to my journey and relating it to your question. Now, I've had to sort of spiritual chapters and the first chapter of my spiritual journey was a masculine awakening i was i was led a lot to the eastern traditions led a lot to one-pointedness as they teach in yoga and in tibet and various zen traditions and i felt like my masculine spiritual force awakening But in the year 2014, I kind of had a grounded crash in a very beautiful way. And I entered this cycle of the feminine where I had to navigate what it's like to awaken in my feminine. And from everything I've been through in both, which I'm I'm kind of still in that feminine awakening within, I've realized there's just two wings of the same bird, the masculine and the feminine energy. And in order for us to be in our highest sort of state of being, we have to have a healthy incorporation of both to survive. Now, taking it back to like Mother Earth, because I, I like to do that, you know, it's like the the masculine metaphor could be like the trunk of a tree, and the feminine could be the branches. Now, if our if we have too much masculine, our branches will become rigid and they will actually break in the wind because as we see with all trees you know the softer your branches are the more they could flow with the wind where on the other hand if you have too much feminine our trunk will break and we and you know we won't even be able to support our lives so there's a beautiful like harmonizing taking place right now and it could be a little scary for individuals in the beginning because we're brought up with so much programming on what it is to be a man you know from the moment we're born it's like a man does this a man does that and then these and then we start to awaken and these feminine energies start to come into our field and it's, it's be vulnerable to allow our emotions to come out and uh, and then at least for me my mind kicks in it's like this is not being a man. So first off, you know, that could be a very daunting place where you really don't know how to navigate, but the more I've gone through on this journey into incorporating the feminine with my masculine, I've realized they're just the same and they they work so beautifully together and our opportunity as men is to use our inner wisdom to know which situation calls for what you know sometimes you could you could be in a situation for example where you know there's not a lot of order you're trying to go on a a hiking trip everyone's taking their time and maybe perhaps your masculine needs to come on (laughs) we need to we need to get things going you know (laughs) oh yeah I and just then, had an
0: and, image of us hiking at some point, and I was just laughing. Oh,
1: I I feel so connected to you, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And then another, awesome. and then another moments like you're with your you're with your partner, and she's like, she's like you're having this beautiful moment, and maybe you don't need to go anywhere in that moment, and really like appreciate the moments, and she's like, okay, this is a beautiful experience, so. Yeah, it's just a fusing of them together. They're just same parts of same spokes of the same wheel and you know, from all of that fusing, I think, comes the grounded man who has an open heart. I feel it always comes down to that. And it's not from my personal experience. I mean, I'm I'm integrating that, but meeting beautiful brothers who, who had that frequency and you know you meet them and you're like oh this is you are carrying the new earth you are the new masculine and you know it's important that we learn from each other and grow with each other and learn from our elders and learn from all shapes of our brotherhood and i hope you could come into circle you know and i think that will facilitate this integration of masculine and feminine
0: Yeah, a lot of beautiful wisdom in there. One of the, the pieces that you spoke of that stood out so potently for me was the phrase, um, two wings of the same bird. Because I can often see when I see, you know, I read a lot of different men's posts and stuff. I feel like sometimes it's very much like, okay, on the left side of this meme, we're talking masculine energies. On the right side of, the, of this line, we're talking, here's a list of the feminine energies. And when I hear that bird, I feel, I I just feel how the two different wings like come in and along the backside of the bird, they, 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 you know, they come together and they fuse the body of the bird and there's no specific line. They're just like two synergistic parts that allow the bird to fly and soar. So I think that's such a beautiful metaphor, a beautiful analogy that you had there. Oh, thank you. I'd love to hear a little bit more, a little bit more about, you know, like, what are some, what are some of the masculine, you know, the mass, the new earth, masculine characteristic traits, things that you feel have, you know, really, really have a place in the new earth. Like what are those, you know, characteristics that men can really cultivate and maybe three of them. Um, double down on them per se to really bring in that new earth masculine energy
1: well great question Um, I was given a vision I don't know when a couple years ago maybe in 2015 2016 and I saw the men coming in circle and coming into the earth and serving our earth so I feel one of the major Characteristics that div- the divine masculine is there in service to the earth. You know, we have a tendency as brothers to have very high ambition, which is natural for us, you know, because we've our ancestors, you know, we're explorers, we're adventurers, we're, were trying to make a name for themselves, and that's all beautiful and that's not going anywhere. But it's critical too that we're in service to the community. And being in service to the community, being in service to Mother Earth is perhaps taking a step back sometimes of being on the top of the chain and kind of taking a step back and being in service, listening, not always having to lead. And I, I find in many indigenous cultures, you know, the elders, they, they do that naturally, you know, those cultures really honored the feminine and the feminine once again is mother earth. So it's like, when we, when we honor the earth, we honor the feminine and honoring the feminine is of high importance to the new masculine because the new masculine realizes that the feminine is them. The feminine is a reflection of the planet. The feminine is a reflection of divinity. And when they have this high honor, they naturally shift into community focus. They naturally shift into service focus. So my question or an exercise to the brothers listening would be, how do you view your inner feminine? You know, and I think that could give you a good gauge on what you're projecting to the world around you and how your actions are. And that dialogue can begin with, you know, really tuning into your masculine energy. You know, they say it's on the right side of the body and your feminine's on the left side. So really getting to know that masculine energy and begin to have dialogues with your masculine and feminine. That's, that's what I would do. And so I would I would notice earlier in my journey that my the masculine energy in me wanted to dominate, take over. And that was beautiful, but in out of balance, it was taking away some amazing medicine that wanted to be come out of me. So you start this dialogue by going into a meditative place, tuning into your masculine and asking it, what is my, what is the masculine's relationship with the feminine and your body will talk, you will start to get information. And by opening up this dialogue, you could harmonize your field. And then you could step into your feminine and be like, what do I, what do I need to, what do I need to feel more empowered and going a little off, but the objective would be to, for each side to honor one another. There should be an honor for the feminine from the masculine. There should be an honor for the masculine from the feminine. And yeah, I think that's just such an important characteristic for the men to, to honor the feminine and to go into their programs of any ill will or power grabbing on that gender and to heal that, heal that for heal that for your future daughters heal that for your future partners or your partner heal that for the future earth and that inner work sends such powerful rip- ripples to our future consciousness uh, another thing i would say that would be a trait of this new man is maybe it's just my personal bias but compassion you know um There's something very beautiful about compassion. I I feel it's the highest, the highest wisdom. And when you're in a state of compassion, you have empathy for your fellow kind, not just humans, but your fellow animals, the earth, the waters, the rivers, the skies. And that compassion naturally, once again, shifts you into service, shifts you into community, so, develop your compassion, brothers. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you already have that. And, but if that's something that you really want to dive into the new man, it's really focus on building your compassion. You know, try to sometimes step out of your shoes and step into another individual's shoes and really gain that ability to feel all around you. And stepping into compassion enters you into the fifth dimension you know, compassion is a gateway to fifth dimension, because the fifth dimension is all about unity, unified consciousness. So I implore you to explore that. And number three would be what I, I guess I've mentioned to you earlier is dropping, not taking life too seriously. You know, we as men have, have constructed a lot of shields in our arm, in our armor from previous times, you know, where We couldn't fully express ourselves. We couldn't fully be ourselves. And we've developed this like intense protection system. And what serves us in other times can enslave us in different times. And that protection is almost blocking us from accessing our heart. It's blocking us from, from being vulnerable and allowing our feminine side to come into us so we could, you know, the tree analogy: our branches can blow in the wind and not get easily broken. And what that looks like in a practical sense to to you all is, once we drop our, our rigidness, you know, we could have a lot more healthy relationships. We could have a lot more heart based relationships. Maybe we're not going to get angry at our partner as much or impose our view on our partner as much. And it just come takes us back to the heart everything you know all those three serving mother earth compassion uh not taking life seriously just takes us into the heart and that's where we we need to go the heart the heart is the way of the new earth the heart is so intelligent that it could it could experience the perspective of multiple angles simultaneously and you're in a state of wholeness you're in a state of awakening you are in you're in a lightened state when you're in your heart. So I implore you brothers to, if those three things would help you. And I I think it could bring a lot of balance to your lives.
0: Yeah, those are all spot on. And I love the third one, especially, I know we had talked about this before we hopped on the chat, this whole idea concept and then embodiment of not taking life too seriously, which I know on my, my own personal level, as I shared in previous podcast episodes, like I was literally the most armored, serious, um, child. Well, when I was about six years old, it started all the way up until I started this quote unquote awakening process at around 25, like six, seven years ago to the point where I'd actually have people stop me in the street and be like, why, why are you so angry? And it was literally because I had like this expression, like this frown. Um, I know in Canada, we call it resting bitch face is kind of the term that they say, like, I just looked so angry all of the time. And what I realized as I continued to get, you know, further into nature and go through my own rites of passage and you know my own masculine evolution was I was missing the point. Like I was missing the point point of having reincarnated here into a you know a physical body a vehicle where I was missing the the point of being able to go and take my thumb and my first finger and rub it between a leaf I was missing the point of being able to stop and run my bare foot over a root and actually know what that root and that bark feels like with my feet all of these things, like I truly believe, that make up the human experience—these these very seemingly small things—are some of the biggest, you know, masculine and feminine lessons that we will take into other lifetimes as we, you know, continue on this beautiful spiral to whatever you want to say, other dimensions, other forms of energy that we'll we'll look back and 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 think, hey, I'm really really glad I stopped and I danced naked in that forest because I just felt like it. Or wasn't that amazing? That one time we, you know, we hiked all night to watch the sunset from the top of that, uh, that mountain just because, and this to me is, is the new, this new earth as people coming to have this vision for the future. And, you know, the, the seven generation concept, like many of the, you know, the aboriginals and ancestors used to have, and also really enjoying and, and luxuriating in the present moment and this experience of being able to have hands and be able being able to see and being able to run um, and feel the wind and all of these things that you know other dimensions may or may not experience this way. So I wanna just encourage and all of the brothers out there to just check in and are you taking some of these simple things? for granted in the hustle and bustle of life and the you know actualizing of soul missions and purpose and all that stuff and just checking in and say hey where can i add in a little bit more of this this calm grounded new earth masculine who takes it all in and enjoys this experience as well
1: hmm so beautiful brother so beautiful uh, i i think that's such a good metaphor for you know our ambition is sometimes we're focused too much on the big picture that we forget these moments, you know? It's like we forget to appreciate our partner or, you know, stay behind and do the little things or go on that hike instead of focus on our project. And it's so balancing to do that. I, 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 I don't know about you, but I could be immersed in projects and creativity and I kind of lose touch with the world around me. And and I'm super grateful for my partner in those moments because she she balances me. She she makes me go for hikes and really enjoy the moment because life is so precious. Life, I mean, we're here. We're here on this plane. You know, we all have some form of gratitude to be thankful for. And what like you said, what's a, it's a, what's all about? It's about those moments where you you walked or danced naked in the woods or went for that climb to see the sun sunset. And that's what life's all about. And I, that gives me a lot of hope hearing you, you know, it's like perhaps we could find that balance, like we're not just here for ambition, but we're here to live, we're here to nourish, we're here to really soak, soak this gift in and, and look back when it's all done with a big smile that we really enjoyed. This this moment, so it's also he- healing like a neurosis, in my opinion, of always not being in the present moment. And I mean, it's all about the present moment, as all the ancients and awakened ones have told us. So it's a, it's a beautiful bro Really appreciate that, and um, I look forward to us all just living to live. I see, I see when when we're living to live, and I'm I'm looking at your beautiful profile pic. As I talk, this makes me think that's our earth will be peaceful. Once again, we don't have to consume too much. We could find happiness in the simple things. We could find happiness and you can find happiness from taking a deep inhale in this moment right now and being thankful. And there's so much to find happiness in the simple. And the more we empower that simplicity, living in the moment, the more we heal our planet, you know, and get technology that's only needed to assist us and simplify our lives even more.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I want to shift this a little bit because we've talked about the, you know, the grounded man in his heart, this new earth masculine, and I know you have a lot of, of wisdom and knowledge around you know the the galactic let's talk about the the stars per se you know a lot of brothers who listen to this podcast i wouldn't say are you know quite as far along on their their galactic awakening um as you and i so i'd love it if you would be able to and i know this is a big question but just break down you know some of your you know high level galactic understanding going on and perhaps share us share with us a little bit about um some of the work that you're doing with the palladians i know you have a you know a card deck and all this good stuff so i just love to hear a little bit about about that for a brother who may not be you know quite as far along on his his galactic remembering
1: absolutely uh I, i you know i love this topic so shifting gears to that wow you know, the more we expand, the more we evolved. It's it's imminent that you're going to cross the galactic boundaries at one point or the other. And you know, it's you start starting a spiritual journey, and you're healing yourself, and you're you're taking care of your genetics and traumas, and you know that's important work. But the more you dive into it, and the more you start to tap into your soul you begin to realize that, you know, this this planet is just like a drop of water in an ocean in this cosmic universe. So I didn't really plan to work work with the galactics, but through amazing experiences, they began to work with me. And it began, I guess it started maybe 2006. Seven. That's where I, this is where I started to open up to it. So I was practicing non judgment that day in particular, and I, I vowed to you know just be in a place of non judgment. And for whatever reason, that day I ended up meeting a homeless man, and he told me he was meeting aliens. So being practiced first, my mind kicked in. Yeah, right. But oh no no no, you're practicing non judgment today. So I I decided to. Uh, ask him more questions and when he started to talk about these beings that they're enlightened that they they broadcast unconditional love that they're in service to our species that they're evolved it started to make a lot of sense to me that wait a minute you know like i've been indoctrinated that galactics are like aliens from movies and they're out to kill us but That was the first time in my life I heard a different perspective and it made it resonated a lot with me. So I began to open up to the Galactics, which took me to Vancouver. I lived in Vancouver from 2010 to around 2013, traveling a lot in between. And I began to attract all these people who were connected with the Palladians, connected with extraterrestrials and in particular, I, I there's one woman who was she was channeling something called light language and she she always wanted to perform light language on me. And for those that don't know what light language is, I could tell you what it is now. I didn't know what it was at the time. So at the time, it just sounded like a bunch of gib, like random tones. And my mind had no clue. But now I am now that I know looking back, it's light language is. It's a frequency. Sound is a frequency. And when individuals speak light language, they're, you're actually, they're actually activating our DNA. They're actually activating our cellular structure because sound is communication. And regardless if the sound is identified with our knowing mind, it has an effect on our body, on our spirit, on our mind. So this woman was channeling light language for me and I was having very profound effects. Like I knew it was doing something, but I I didn't understand in my mind. So one day she was channeling and I just started blasting her with telepathic thoughts to talk in English, talk in English, talk in English. I said that three times. And for the first time ever, she shifted out of light language and started talking English. And, And the message was VR, the Palladian star family and vert in service to your earthly journey. And I would never forget that. I'm like, who are the Palladians, and w- what are these people? So I, I, it, crazy synchronicities kept happening where I ended up living in a house where my roommate was obsessed with the Palladians, And I kept meeting people who were obsessed with the Palladians, And I began to receive information from them. And, and that's what opened up something new. So I was receiving information and meditation They began to communicate with me, but it was subtle, but I knew they were in my awareness. I'd never really communicated with any extraterrestrial until I found myself on the U.S.-Mexico border. I was about to do a a five-month road trip into Mexico, and I was driving a Westphalia at the time. I was in the Sonora Desert in Arizona, and the Mexican border doesn't open till like six in the morning, so we had to camp out nearby. So we were camped out maybe like half an hour away from the border. Beautiful, vast, expansive sky on top of me. You could see, you know, the desert, the beauty of the desert around. And I was meditating that day, and a voice started to enter into my awareness that I knew. I knew it wasn't my own voice. And the voice said they were from Alpha Centauri, and they wanted to communicate with me. Now, I had never even heard of the word Alpha Centauri, but I trusted, I trusted these communications from previous experiences talking with, with Mother Earth. And just from there, that's where things started to change. I, I started to realize there are beings beyond us, and they have valuable information for us. So there are millions of other stories like that, but... I eventually realized that i'm i'm an old palladian soul and i'm here to deliver the messages of the star family i like to call them star family not aliens but our star family and the more you tune yourself your your inner antenna the more you're able to receive this information it's to receive this information it's not for anybody in particular it's for everybody when we fine-tune our receiving skills so I've been working with them a lot first they they communicated to me to uh, help create a music album a galactic music album and actually I got a hip-hop album drop in sometime this year so it's, which is all star music but as I learned more i realized these are like the most evolved beings like even beyond like the masters on our plane they are they were like a freaking fast way ticket to expand our our energy field so i started communicating with them and i started to work with the lyrians i started to work with the octurians started to work with the palladians started to work with the individuals from sirius and through working them, I realized they've always been working with humanity and they've been working with the indigenous individuals for since they've been here. You know, you, if you look at some of the, the rock, the petroglyphs, for example, there's petroglyphs in the, the Great Bear Rainforest in BC. And they have pictures of starships. They have pictures of starships that look like spiders and many of the indigenous cultures say spider woman created them and then I I went to I traveled to Mexico I traveled to Peru I traveled to Nepal and every time I went to these sacred sites on my journeys I was they were there they were they were making themselves visible in the sky they were making themselves visible in energy and I started to develop a really trusting relationship that these beings are actually here to serve us and let us grow. So that led me to last year where I took it to the next level. I've been, I've been in communication with them for many years, but I was guided to create a course to a seven week course to initiate every week into a different star constellation. And I named some of those and that just took my evolution to the next level, you know, doing that course and teaching it and everything they teach about is multi-dimensionality multi-dimensionality is the new operating system so to speak of the hue I don't like to call us humans I, they savor hues and if you look at the word hue it's like a spectrum of rainbows so the multi-dimensional consciousness is really what they're guiding us to and taking that to the moment you know we we're into situations like people are paranoid of like the government and vaccines and whatnot but the galactics are empowering us in the multi-dimensional field because when you are connected to your multi-dimensional field you gain a freedom you gain a freedom to not just rewrite the future but rewrite the past because when a multi the multi-dimensional field which these beings are in is a place where time is not linear time is moldable Time is bendable, and there are many alternate realities we can enter. And our quantum scientists are confirming this that they're multiverses, that they're confirming everything that the galactics are saying. So I feel I maybe not answering your question, but I feel it's very important that we as Hughes begin to connect with the galactics, if we're ready, of course. Because they are giving us a big piece of the puzzle to rapidly accelerate our evolution and through that rapid evolution to reclaim the new earth. These tools of multidimensionality are interconnected with the new earth because the new earth is a fusing of ancient and future. We need the indigenous wisdom, teaching, groundedness, but we also need the high-end technology, the star technology of free energy and transport, et cetera, and growing our planet back and to bring our planet into harmony. So yeah, I work with the Palladians and I ended up channeling uh, Orkodec They've been actually, they were guiding me to create the Oracle deck for many years. I think since 2017, but finally finished it last year. And that's going to be dropping uh, in February, February, March. And the deck is just filled with such beautiful information. What I love about the Palladians in particular is they have a very strong uh, earth planetary consciousness. And a lot of their teachings involve taking care of the planet. And you could find the Palladians are connected with so many indigenous cultures. It's remarkable. So, we created this 44 oracle card deck, and I feel it's it's going to be very powerful to fuse open one into the multidimensional field, but also become a planetary guardian and a caretaker. Then, there are different species that started reaching out. So, the Octurians are from Octurista universe constellation and they're very different from the palladians the palladians have a humanoid sort of essence to them i believe they have different internal organs but they look human in many regards the Octurians on the other hand look like completely (laughs) not nothing beyond this realm and they're kind of blue beings, hairless uh i believe they're like four seven to Six foot five is the tallest Octurian. And these beings are very, they're masters of the pineal gland where they communicate through the pineal gland network and they offer a lot of inner technology to us. So if you ever reach out to them, they're probably gonna give you information how to increase your inner technology where the palladians give us a way to become better humans and take care of our planet. And then finally, I also work with the Lyrans, which are, are lionesses, and they kind of look like feline creatures, in, but they're very, uh, they're very grounded. And everything they teach me is they're the masters of magnetism. So the Lyrans teach us how to harness the magnetic force that is everywhere, the gravitational force, and to really become aware of the poles. So you know we live on a planet with we'll poles south and north, and the the Lyrans are always instructing me to become aware of gravity. For if you transcend gravity, at least in your internal state, you can fasten your evolution. And how they instruct instructed me to to harness the gravitational field is it's everything's connected. Just that. Beings describe it in a different way, which is to still still yourself. You know, when you get into meditation, your your breath rate slows down, your thought process slows down, your brain waves slow down. But the Lyrans took it a step further. It's like your auric field that is around your body is actually is is rotating, like the planet. And as we know from gravity, this is what they teach me. I'm just relaying their message. So as we know from gravity, the faster a planet spins, the more gra- gravity force is on the planet and gravity equals time. So the heavier the density, I believe the, the slower the time or opposite. Okay, I don't know. that. Anyway, to make a long story short, it's when we still ourselves and still our auric field we begin to let go of gravity's grip on us. And when gravity has a lesser grip on us, we are able to access higher information faster. Because as gravity has an impact on everything in this plane, it also has an impact on our thought process, where there is a sort of resistance to acquiring high information. As we all know, we've experienced that resistance. So it's imperative that we we meditate and still ourselves and the lirans actually have worked in the yogic cultures and there's actually if, if you go into like indian culture you there's examples of lion figures in the hindu mythology too lion figures visiting them and the lirans have confirmed they work with yogis they work in the indian culture and they've influenced uh, asanas they've influenced how to mold our body, because the feline race is very um, bendable and moldable. So there's just so many unique beings, but they have an overarching goal to guide us into multi-dimensional way of living, and for us to be free and not be enslaved. Many people ask, like, well, if, if these evolved beings are out there, why they're not, you know, just coming down and saving us i believe from speak with them and from my own thought process is you know if you give a person fish but you don't teach them how to fish they become dependent and they don't really become their own masters and the these galactics are trying to empower us right now they want to empower us in skill sets so we can become our own masters and become the guardians of the earth we were destined to be so there's so much benefit to working with these beans and I am running a 7 week course once again on the website star-codes.com uh and it'll be dropping sometime in February or March and we'll be going through the seven species and their teachings on how to empower us as humans but uh, it's just, it's so awesome to work with these beans and man they they are just so, so much in love and service to us.
0: Whew, I feel like I just got a, a, a quick and dirty masterclass in the galactic. So thank you for that. That was beautifully informative. And I thought it was kind of, just kind of not thought I felt it was a little interesting when you were, you're were sharing about the different races and, you know, I, you know, I've heard of them, but I didn't know much about the, the Lyrians other than you know like a little bit here and there and when you when you started speaking about them i got this like really powerful sensation through my body which is like usually kind of like my telltale sign that i'm you know in the in the field and connection with various beings i kind of get this like you know, kind of feels like goosebumps but not but not in like a creepy kind of way and <laughs> then i just got this flash of like um oh it was like a white it was like a white figure that looked like it had like a um, like a female lion head and i was just like oh okay and then i kept listening back to you and then you started talking about how you know there's they have feline elements i'm like all right there's maybe some potential exploration to do here wow so thank you for absolutely
1: that. and and they're actually known to be white lions at least the ones i'm in communication with so awesome that's so I
0: think like... this is a really great Yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, that's just confirmation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I'm a little excited here. I love when those things kind of kind of drop in. So I think this could be a great opportunity if you're open to it flow to use this this moment as a little bit of a case study for some of the men out there who may not be, you know, as far as long on their channeling, or they don't, you know, know how to do it. Or perhaps there's some some judgment or guilt or shame, or maybe, you know, that subconscious saying like, you know, only women look at cards or only, only women are channeling. And I know, I know men have expressed this to me before. So l- let's say they get a niggling there where, you know, they might've seen or felt something that just wasn't quite, you know, it felt a little connected. Like what would you recommend someone like me start to do in terms of, turning turning up or tuning into that connection deeper
1: yeah absolutely um well i feel at the ground level it's it's important the this is a universe where you ask and it's given and one thing i implore to anybody seeking to you know open up even more into this is to Set it out there, the intention that you seek to learn about the galactics, set it out there that you seek to, to learn about whatever the various topic of your choice. And by opening yourself up, then you can receive, you know, it's, it's very hard to receive if we're not open. So the universe works in mysterious ways, you know, it's like anything you, you request naturally through the quantum field begins to siphon towards you. So I would just, I think there's something very humble about requesting to learn. And that would be my first piece of advice, is send it, throw it out there, whatever you seek to learn. If you seek to, you know, steal your mind or become a channel or le- learn more about the Galactics, by that thought alone, the right information is gonna begin to send your way naturally. And when that information comes naturally, you know, like the spirit world is guiding you. So that would be some of my information and sit, sit in mother earth, you know, um, I think that's another piece of advice. I guess that's a overall to enter this like new divine masculine, but go to mother earth by yourself and connect, connect, sit, sit with the trees, really observe all around you find find a medicine spot you know as the in shamanic practices like find that medicine spot where you could you could come to for your own peace and recharge and make it like a a habit for you to to go to that place where you feel peace in mother earth and and sit there in stillness and you know being in being in the planet being in that away from technology emfs and distraction don't bring your cell phone <laughs> if you choose um that's going to give you so much clarity it's going to give you the clarity to hear when these messages come down and and be able to decipher you know what's true and what's false and also Open yourself up so your soul can communicate to you the next stage of your life, because, you know, we've all been sent here for such a divine, beautiful reason, and I have no doubt the universe is making you listen to this podcast to perhaps give you that next breadcrumb on your on your journey. So I would, I would just get, get out there and Mother Earth, you know, she is like the healer of healers, the teacher of teachers, the guru, the guru of our time, as I like to say, you know, the age of the guru is done and, but our planet is the ultimate guru and from the galactic avenue, you know, it's like, I believe Mother Earth will also be of assistance to you because Everything I'm guided to is to anchor my energy into the earth. And the more my, my center of focus is directed towards earth, the more I'm grounded, the more I'm able to tap into her sort of Akashic records, her wisdom, because she is a cosmic goddess receiving information, not just from our sun, but from multiple suns and the galactic core. And she's like a data bank. She's a data bank of information that seeks to be wants to share her information with the new men. But we have to have the humility to come to her and listen. So be open to listen, be open to learn. We're all in this together, we're all growing together. And Novi have you have a support team, you know, know you have this podcast you could go to and Spencer and countless other brothers who. Who are getting the codes and want to serve you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out, find your tribe, and let's all grow and learn from each other because I have so much to learn from yourself and everyone listening. And I have some medicine to share with you too. So I hope you could come in circle. And I I, I see so much great potentials that maybe I could share with you after, but I there's just so much possibility for this to take this divine man to the next level. And I think that's coming together. So maybe so maybe come together as a tribe and maybe be open to, to listen and learn. And if you ever lost, you know, there's so much information out there for bombarded, just come, come back to the ground level, which is the earth, go for a nice long hike in your neighborhood connect to pray, pray with the land, put your hands on the ground and, and ask to be guided and ask to be in service and you will see miracles because this planet wants to serve us and get our service through serving her.
0: That's an amazing way to tap off this beautiful conversation flow. I usually ask the, the men like we have any, any final thoughts or words for the brothers that yeah, you, you channeled that in right out of the pocket. So let's, let's put it there. I'm sure there will be future episodes and I'm looking forward to, you know, the conversations and activations in person in circle as well. And I'd love to just thank you for your time and your energy for this. And if you can just share with the brothers out there, how they can follow along and continue to stay in your vortex?
1: Absolutely. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you could my handle is nature flow, nature flow on Instagram. Um, I also run for the galactic information. I have an Instagram handle starseed.codes. Once again, starseed.codes, and our website is star-codes.com. Also create some hip hop music, but you could find out more on my Instagram. That's my social media of choice and yeah, reach out. Let's connect. Let's, let's grow together. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the future of our planet.
0: Awesome. Thanks for being here, brother.
1: Oh, such a, thank you for inviting me, bro. Deeply grateful.